Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Abe Martinez. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Run Jump Stomp, my new podcast all about video games and your thoughts on games. If you want to check out Run Jump Stomp, the brand new podcast, we're on episode two, and it's all about what you guys think. All you got to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp, and you click the button that says subscribe in your favorite player. You hit that subscribe button, and you can listen to it anytime. You can also participate by joining the conversation using the Anchor app. Uh, again, that URL is anchor.fm slash run, jump, stomp. Hello, look. Hey, listen. Smash is finally here. I mean, it seemed like a really long time, but at the same time, it hasn't been that long. They just announced it. Uh, like, was it at E3? I can't even remember now. It, it wasn't as long ago as it feels, but it, it felt like it forever for Smash to finally come out. And now it's here, and I, for one, am really excited. I've spent... I'm going to say I probably have about five hours in the game so far. Uh, it came out yesterday, but I was at work all day yesterday. I got home. I, I sat down. I was getting ready to stream uh, some uh, unlocking of fighters. And my dad called me and said, hey, can you come over and help me move some furniture? So I said, all right. So I went over to his house, moved the furniture, came back, sat down. I streamed for probably two hours, and then I uh, shut it off. And then later on that night, um, I did some more streaming of Smash. And um, probably another two hours and then I shut it off and went in. My wife was reading in bed, and I was just sitting there playing Smash. And um, I I probably played for another hour there. And then this morning, as soon as I woke up, I, I woke up, got on the, the old um, stationary bike that I've got over there on the other side of the room, pedaled a whole bunch, uh, earned my time sitting down to play Smash. I, I got off the bike and sat down at my computer and sat down to play some more Smash. Probably played for another two or three hours. So actually, I at this point now, I could be close to ten hours in. And I know that there's those of you who are like ten hours, you casual. I've been, I've already got forty eight hours, and the game's barely even been out. Uh, so I know I'm a filthy casual. But oh my god, this game is so good. Like the the animations in this game is absolutely bananas. It's just crazy how beautiful everything looks. I think my favorite animation that I've seen so far is uh, when you're playing as Mario and you do his side smash and he grabs his yellow cape and kind of whips it around. The way that the cloth moves looks better than like any cloth I've ever seen in any game ever. It just looks amazing. It's so it moves so realistically and I find myself just wanting to keep hitting that button over and over to see that animation. Um, the characters that I've unlocked so far, I've probably unlocked about eight or so characters. I should preface this by saying I've never really been 
good at video games. I just like them a lot, and I like to talk about them a lot. But I'm pretty terrible at games for the most part. And of if you were to put all games on a scale of games that I'm I'm good at, I would probably put like World of Warcraft Healing over on one side. I'm really good at that. And I would probably put games like Smash and other fighting games over on the other side. I'm really bad at that. And I don't mind at all uh, being really bad at that. I'm having a lot of fun. I've played online, uh, offline. I've played a little bit of the spirit mode. I Don't worry. You don't have to worry about any spoilers here. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, I've played a little bit of the spirit mode. I've played some classic mode. Uh, just trying to move around and look at a couple of different or look at all the different areas and, and see what it's like. So let's first just talk about the game in general. It plays like a dream. I haven't seen any slowdown outside of lag from being online, and I'll talk about that in a minute. I haven't seen any slowdown at all. Um, the, car the, the controls are really good. I've decided that I like playing on the Joy-Cons more than I like playing on the Pro Controller, which surprised me. I don't have the adapter to allow you to play uh, with, the, um, with the GameCube controller. I'm considering buying one of those. I mean, they're not very expensive, but at the same time, I don't like wires. I'm not a fan of wires, and I guess I could get that um, that thing from 8-BitDo, but I mean, I don't really, I, I don't like wires, and even though that is wireless, there's still a wire coming out of the cord, so I, I tend to shy away from stuff like that, and I'm not playing competitively, so I don't think that the the GameCube uh, controller is 100% necessary, but it might be nice. It might be nice. I, I like the way that the button layout is a lot better, and I also like the way that the that the uh, sticks have like the little hexagonal notches cut out of them so that you're much more likely to hit up instead of up and right, if that makes sense. Um, but I, I think the Joy-Cons are the way to go. Now, I'm not playing with a single Joy-Con. I'm playing with two Joy-Cons, but I did sit down and test to see uh, what I thought of playing with a single Joy-Con. And the conclusion that I came to for that was basically that it's okay to play that way, but I wouldn't want to be the only one playing that way, if that makes sense. Like, I wouldn't want to be in a room full of people where people have pro controllers and GameCube controllers and uh, double Joy-Cons, and then I'm sitting there with a single Joy-Con, I think that that would leave me at a disadvantage. But if everybody's got a single Joy-Con, then I think it works fine. Um, and I think that that's exactly how it's meant to be playing. Uh, Mikey B. Playing uh, in chat says, I feel like input is way better on GameCube. I make a lot more errors on Pro and Joy-Con. Uh, Mikey, do you think that that's because of the little notches that are cut out on the joysticks for the uh, for the GameCube controller. Uh, let me know what you think about that. For the most part, I'm I think that the controls are really really good. I you can rebind them if you want. I I went into the rebind menu and I looked and I was like, you know what? I don't really see anything here that I would change. It it, it seems to be working pretty good. I was talking to. 
uh, one of my listeners, Joel, and he said that that I think it, I think it was Joel said that he had remapped some of his buttons uh, because he kept hitting the wrong button to jump. Um, if you haven't played yet, it, the jump is on the X and the Y button, and then you've got you've got um, your regular and then the smash. Your regular attack is on A, and then your smash is on B. And of course, you have the right stick in order to do all of your smashes without having to hit the B button if you want. I I kind of alternate back and forth between using the B button or using the stick. I, and I'm curious as to what you guys think about that. Is is that something that where you are focusing only on the stick or do you just don't use the stick at all? Uh, I'm curious about that. Uh, Eddie76 in chat says, I like the Pro Controller. I only wish that they would change the A and B buttons. I'm so used to using the Xbox Elite Controller. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I made a, I, I have a shirt on my, on my merch store. Um, which you can find at runjumpstomp.threadless.com. Uh, it says press X, and then it shows like all the four, all, all three different versions of where X is on controllers. Uh, so make sure you, you check that out. Hashtag sellout. But okay, so we've got controls out of the way. I really like the controls. I think they're they're working very well. Um, the the new characters so far from the new characters I've unlocked the um, the Inklings, um, King K. Rule, and I think those are the only two new characters that I've unlocked. Uh, the I haven't really played with King K. Rule too much. He's very heavy in the way he moves. Huge surprise. He's a huge character. I love that he takes his crown off and chucks it to throw like a boomerang. I think that's awesome. And he also, uh, his neutral B shoots like a really slow moving cannonball that hits pretty hard. I think that that's cool of the, Oh no, I also unlocked Simon Belmont. Um, so Simon Belmont, I've probably only played two or three matches with him. He seems very cool. I, I like that he has so many of his, uh, abilities from the game, like the, the cross and the grenade uh, or the, the holy water, I mean, and the ax. It really gives you a lot of it, um, options for where the enemy is, which one you're going to use to attack, which means that he's a little less predictable. And uh, this of the new characters, I think my favorites that I've played, uh, my favorite is the uh, the Inklings. They are so mobile. They move really, really fast. Uh, it was very surprising to me how fast they move. I also expected it to take a lot longer to fill up the ink tank than it does. Because if you haven't played, um, as you are attacking with the, with the inklings, uh, you are spraying ink all over your enemies. And I believe that increases the not like the potency of your attacks by having them covered in more ink. Uh, but you eventually run out of ink and you have to hold down the B button to um to refill it which is fine i i kind of wish that it was not the same button as the um the spray ink button because if you're not out of ink and you hold down the b button it will spray until you're out of ink and if you look at the at the dial um the indicator 
of your ink levels on your little avatar and the one that's floating next to your character, there's like a little line that I feel like if you're below that line and you hold the B button, it should start filling up and it shouldn't start spraying the ink. Um, but if you're above that line, it should spray the ink or there should be like some other way to do an input so that if I want to fill it up, even though I've only used a little bit of the ink in the barrel, then I could do that. Uh, it's a little frustrating when, you know, you knock somebody away and you know, okay, well, they're, they're working on getting back to the stage. I can take a second and refill my, my tank. Oh no, I can't. I'm just going to spray ink everywhere instead. That, that can be a little frustrating, but they move really fast and they're up B is fantastic like they shoot up just like they do in uh, the splatoon games when you want to for them to go from one ma uh, area of the map to another uh, they have really high vertical jumps which i think is awesome uh, joel me 24 says that the uh it increases the damage that the inked person receives uh, mikey b plan has answered my question uh, i asked about the sticks he says partially Something is different about the sticks for me. Sometimes it seems like my character doesn't go when I hit over. I've played with the sensitivity setting and all. GameCube has no issues for me. I may just be picky or dumb. It might also just be that that's what you're used to. I mean, I don't know if you are huge into the other Smash games, but if you've been playing the other Smash games with a GameCube controller for years and years and years, that might be what uh, like why you're having issues because it feels a little bit different uh the gamecube controller has a shorter or has a shorter throw than the pro controller and the joy con controller sticks have a shorter throw as well which is why i like them uh mikey b playing is telling me that that line is for grenades just like in splatoon yes i knew that i just i wish that i wish that there was a um a specific input that would let me refill my tank. That's just me. Uh, Mikey says, hit block and B. It fills every time, no matter what. She's my new main. Oh, okay. So if no, so here's the pro tip from Mikey, who is maining uh, the ink, the inklings. If you're blocking and you hit B, you will refill right then. Oh, and it, it, you know, it probably tells you that in the game, but I was too dumb to look. So uh, there you go. Uh, so that's the new characters out of the way. Let's see. What else do we want to talk about for the game? Um, the Okay, the, the, the spirit mode seems pretty good. I'm only a couple of fights in and I'm already stuck. I have to fight like a giant King K rule. And he just keeps destroying me and I, I cannot get past him. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I might have to start feeding a bunch of uh, snacks to my spirits, which is a sentence I didn't anticipate saying um i may have to end up feeding a bunch of snacks to my spirits to make them more powerful or maybe go find some different spirits to bring in to be able to play a little bit differently because he just keeps destroying me and i, I was getting frustrated so i left that um let's talk about online actually yeah let's talk about online I have been playing a bunch online well not a bunch i've probably played about 20 matches online um, that's not necessarily with friends, just 20 matches against randos. And for the most part, it has played absolutely flawlessly. Uh, last night I was playing with some listeners and, um, 
we had zero problems. And earlier yesterday, when I was streaming yesterday, I was playing with some listeners and <laughs> we had the perfect confluence of events to guarantee horrible lag. And that was uh, me here in the U.S. I was playing with uh, another streamer who you should uh, make sure that you follow on Twitch, Kodiak Moonwolf. Uh, he he lives in England. And then I was playing with uh, Rock Roller, who lives in New Zealand. And it was the three of us. Like so, we're on all uh, all parts of the globe, <laughs> and uh, the lag was horrendous. When I play against randos, it works really, really well. I I haven't had any lag that I've really noticed when I'm playing against random people, and that's because Nintendo is prioritizing your uh, connection as uh, the most important thing or your location as the most important thing. So the packets don't have very far to travel. I think that they've done a great job. And, and I played Smash 4 both on the 3DS and on the Wii U. And that was an extremely frustrating game to play online. It was constantly laggy for me. And was I, I just I hated it. I only played that game pretty much offline, which meant I didn't get to play against a lot of people unless people came over uh that was pretty upsetting uh playing uh smash ultimate seems like an absolute joy in comparison so i think nintendo did a good job i i, I doubt that they have servers uh it's definitely peer-to-peer -peer because when uh when kodiak and i were playing and it was just the two of us we were fine and then when rock joined up uh, him being in New Zealand, it destroyed everybody's connection. If we were on a server, if Nintendo had dedicated servers like they should for a uh, a game where multiple people are playing, um, then then Rock would be getting all the lag, and Kodiak and I would be fine. Although you know that that seems like it would be unfair to Rock. I I don't know. There is a a thing that I would like to see. And that's your connection strength when somebody joins. And like like they did in Mario Tennis Aces. I thought that that was great. Like I would go up against somebody in Mario Tennis Aces and I would look and I would say, oh, they only have one bar. I'm not going to play against them. Give me somebody else with a better connection. And that would be that would go that, that would be a good thing to have uh, here in Smash Brothers. Uh, there actually was one match, now that I'm thinking about it. There was one match where I was playing against randos, and we had a bunch of lag. And um, I guarantee it was like one person was causing this lag. Well, I don't guarantee, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, my guess is it was probably just one person with bad internet was causing this lag. And if I could look at everybody's, um, their signal strength to me, and identify who it was... And then if I could click on that person after the match and say, do not put this person against me again, then that would be awesome. But as it, as it stands, there's no way for me to find out of the three other people that I was playing with who had the good connection, who had the bad connection, and uh, who, uh, you know, who would we have been better off if they were playing uh, or if they weren't with us. Because it, it can be frustrating when you're in a group that has lag. But most of the matches that I've played, well, 
all of the matches except for two that I've played have been flawless. So that's really, really impressive. Um, goodness, we've been talking about this for like 20 minutes. So let's start to wrap up the Smash stuff. I did get uh, some some ideas from listeners. So let's talk about those and keep those coming. It's always fun to read your ideas. Uh, Deadlock used our community Discord to tell me about his ideas for Smash DLC. Uh, he said, uh, Dead, uh, he said, Bub, the green dragon from Bubble Bobble, uh, he would be able to trap enemies in bubbles and then burst the bubbles for hits. He could also use his tail and the spikes on his back, etc. In the Bubble Bobble game, there are lots of power-ups, so these could form the part of his moves. He could even bounce on a bubble without bursting them, like in the original game, by holding down the jump button to get to higher areas of the screen. That is an awesome idea. Uh, you're not the only one that thought of that. Abe Martinez, who is uh, the today's patron, uh, he also mentioned uh, the Bubble Bobble characters as somebody that he'd like to see in the game. Uh, let's see. Number two, Beautiful Joe uh, would be a very great fighter with loads of moves from the original game. Hagar from Final Fight, a great and strong character. His wrestling base, so he would be a good opponent for Incineroar. I think that that would be fantastic. And uh, like Final Fight games are really, really fun. And I always, you know, I think Hagar would look fantastic in a high-res, three-dimensional version of that character with his big old mustache and that stupid strap that he had over his shoulder. I think that that's a great idea. Uh, let's see, who else? One of the Killer Instinct characters, uh, it came out, it had Ultra 64 backgrounds in the game, and Killer Instinct Gold was available on N64. Uh, that's that's another good idea. I would like to see the snowman. I can't remember what his name, but that snowman from Killer Instinct. Um, let's see, I think someone like Fulgore would be a great addition to the roster, he says. And then number five, Lily from Blossom Tales, a great little Zelda homage, and Lily has some cool moves, would also add to the female cast, which is actually quite low in comparison to the male. All awesome ideas. Thank you very much, Deadlock, for that. Uh, let's go and look at the rest of what Abe Martinez says. Uh, he said that he wants Altered Beast characters. That's really a, a, a cool idea, although there, I, I don't know how much personality the Altered Beast characters have. Like, it's they're they're not drawing from very much there. It's just a couple of dudes that turn into monsters. Uh, let's see what else they mentioned. The bob bubble bobble, uh, Doctor Robotnik. This is a really good idea, and he mentioned this uh, when when he sent me the message. Um, uh, Doctor Robotnik is um, Sonic's boss character, and we have other bosses in the game. So it would make a lot of sense to bring in another boss character. I like that. And then finally, probably my favorite suggestion that, that a Martinez came up with. This is really good. Um, James Bond. How cool would that be to have James Bond in the game? Some might say, well, we already kind of have James Bond. That's Snake. But he's not James Bond. He's Snake. So... I think it would be really neat to have like the golden eye James Bond character. I think that that would be awesome. So uh, thank you to Deadlock and Abe Martinez. Let's go to chat real quick. Um, let's see. Mikey B. Plan says, I was shocked 
that a viewer on last episode said Joker was a guess of his and it would never happen and look what happened. And that's true. You know, Reggie really made a very good point at the Game Awards, which is what we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, he made a really good point with uh, uh, when when after they showed us Joker from from Persona 5, he said, now you have an idea that we're not going for things that are more traditional. I can't remember exactly how he said it. It can be anyone or everyone. And I think that that would be, uh, I, I think, I'm not quoting Reggie anymore. I'm talking about me. I think that that's very interesting. Like nobody saw, except for the the listener, uh, I think it's Connor, who uh, emailed me and said that they wanted to have Joker from Persona 5 in the game. And even even Connor said, I don't think it'll happen, you know? Uh, even Connor said that. But <laughs> then to have that happen, like, people were just flabbergasted. They couldn't believe what happened. Anyway, uh, I think that, you know, we've got four more DLC characters uh, to unveil, and we have no idea what they're going to be. I love reading you, your speculation about this stuff, so keep that stuff coming. <laughs> In a video that aired during the Game Awards, Nintendo revealed that Joker from the critically acclaimed Persona 5 game will be coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for Nintendo Switch as a playable DLC fighter. Joker is included in the first of five planned DLC packs, each containing one playable fighter, one new stage, and a handful of music tracks. Each pack can be purchased for $5.99, uh, or you can pick up the Fighter's Pass for $24.99, which will give you access to all of the DLC packs as they release. Uh, the way that they unveiled this was very, very cool. They were about to um, talk about the nominees for Game of the Year. The lights went dark. Uh, Persona 5 stuff came up on the screen. People were very confused as to exactly what was happening. I had already gone to sleep at this point, so I didn't get to watch it live, but I watched it this morning on, on the old uh, the old stationary bicycle. Um, and then they showed off uh, Joker running around, which I didn't know his name was Joker. Well, I knew his name was Joker only because um, a listener had emailed in and told me that they were predicting Joker for, for Smash Brothers, which, good on you, man. Um... Uh, he's running around, and you can hear voiceovers from the characters in the Persona games uh, asking what's he doing at the Game Awards all by himself. Uh, he grabbed an envelope, and it had the seal uh, like pressed in wax of the Smash logo on there, at, the, at which point people were completely dumbfounded and surprised. I think that this is probably one of the most surprising unveils. This is up there with... Uh, the cloud unveil for Smash for Wii U and 3DS. If you've never played Persona, the Persona games are a spin-off of the popular Shin Megami Tensei franchise. It's got a long history in the world of uh, video games, with many of the games appearing on Nintendo systems. Uh, sporting an iconic mask and a variety of weapons, Joker is the main character of Persona 5, uh, which won Best RPG and was nominated for Game of the Year at last year's Game Awards. After the announcement, Reggie was up on stage, and he said the Game Awards, coupled with the launch of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, marks one of the video game industry's biggest nights. 
so it's the ideal to share news about one of the most anticipated games of the year. He continued to say, even as we celebrate the best that our industry has to offer, we're looking ahead to more excitement and surprises in 2019. That was not the only information that was revealed. Uh, this one actually took me by surprise big time. Uh, Nin Nintendo and Marvel are working together. They're bringing back Marvel Ultimate Alliance to the Nintendo Switch, not only to the Nintendo Switch, but as an exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. This was really surprising to me. Marvel Ultimate Alliance is this very cool couch co-op game that I played on the Xbox, I believe, Xbox 360. Um, the first and second one were both really, really fun games. A lot of fun to be had. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is heading exclusively to the Nintendo Switch in 2019 uh, for superhero gaming action at home or on the go. Uh, the new game is like 10 years after the previous installment in the series and is being developed by Koei Tecmo uh, which, and Team Ninja, and it's published by Nintendo. This is the same team that uh, brought us games like... Um, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Ninja Gaiden, stuff like that, and <laughs> apparently some weird horse game that was just announced recently. Uh, that was a huge surprise too. Uh, the other announcements for that were Switch focused are that Fortnite Creative is out, and uh, they've they've replaced Risky Reels with a thing they call the Block. Uh, it's now in the game, and what, what this is is basically on an ongoing basis, Epic is going to update the block to highlight content made by the community in creative mode, uh, featuring whatever that is that was made in uh, for the Battle Royale players uh, for a limited time. I think that's really cool. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was also announced in a... CG nonsense uh, with a horrible um, soundtrack. Uh, it was a really bad video. It was very... I, I hated this this moment of the Game Awards. But Mortal Kombat 11 is also coming to the Switch on April 23rd. And I think the first announcement of the night was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, this is developed by Simogo and it's published by Annapurna interactive it's this uh, music video dream game about being awesome and riding motorcycles and skateboards and dance battling uh lasers swords and uh, <laughs> driving real fast it seems like every stage in the game is set to a song uh on a custom written pop album i couldn't really tell what the hell was happening but it certainly had lots of neon which I found interesting. That's coming to the Switch in 2019. Uh, of course, there were games that won uh, that that were playable on the Switch that won awards at the at the show, like uh, Overcooked 2 for Best Family Game. I think that that was definitely a good move. I haven't played it myself, but I didn't feel like any of the other games that were nominated in Best Family Game really fit there, other than Mario Party. Um, Celeste won Best Independent Game as well as best um, game with a message or something like that. I can't remember the exact category. Uh, Dead Cells won for best action game, The Messenger uh, for best debut indie game, and Fortnite for best ongoing game. 
there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happened at the Game Awards. I'm just covering the Nintendo stuff. But what do you think about the announcements? Are you excited that Joker is coming to um, Smash Brothers? Are you ex- excited that we're finally getting Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the, uh, well, after 10 years, they're they're continuing on with that? Those are, for me, I think the two big announcements, and I am excited to see what happens next. Bring it on, 2019. All right, so we've got those two stories out of the way, and we've got two stories left. I'm going to bring them together and put them in the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, in the lightning round, and it's going to be really, really fast. Number one. It's funny, I'm bringing it right back to Smash. I was playing Smash, and I was uh, unlocking uh, uh, Pit, which is the character from Kid Icarus. And I was uh, playing as, uh, or I was fighting him on his little area, and I realized, I, I was kind of looking at it, I was like, man, it'd be cool if they brought back that that Kid Icarus game that came out for the 3DS, or the DS, I think. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the 3DS. Um, the one where you had to like have some weird claw grip to try and do because it was like a first person shooter and they didn't have a right stick. I was thinking it'd be awesome if they would bring that back. And I just kind of ignored it. Now, don't get your hopes up because uh, I guess other people have been thinking the same thing for a while. If they would remake that game and bring it to the Nintendo Switch where you've got two sticks and could control it the the what most people would say the right way. Uh, but I guess Masahiro Sakurai was asked about it, and he said, As a game in general, it's rich in content and enjoyable, and people have even asked for a modern port. However, I don't think it will be possible. I could say that this was close to being the most difficult project in my entire career, both in terms of the, of the team and the hardware. The team I had gathered differed greatly in culture and ways of thinking, so there was always confrontation. In addition, back to when we were developing the game, we still couldn't make full use of the power of the Nintendo 3DS. Some improvements in aspects uh, such as the middleware were later on, but since the game was being made in the initial stages of Nintendo 3DS development, we had a really hard time doing what we wanted to. Um, If by Lasting Universe you mean to ask if there's going to be a sequel... The answer is no, so we don't. We shouldn't be expecting a sequel to that Kid Icarus game. And <laughs> this is the worst part, all right? Get ready for disappointment. Disappointment, your name is Kid Icarus. For now, my thought is that perhaps we'll see someone else besides me make another Kid Icarus in another 25 years. In another 25 years. So, Mr. Sakurai who actually I didn't even know that he was uh, in charge of Kid Kid Icarus. Uh, He says that we're not going to be seeing Kid Icarus Uprising on uh, the Nintendo Switch anytime soon, and he doesn't see a sequel coming, and he doesn't think it's going to be coming for another 25 years. That is so sad. I think that that would be awesome. Uh, I would love to play a new Kid Icarus game, especially like a side-scroller like the original, but I would be happy to check out uh, Kid Icarus uprising on the switch where you've got the proper controls for the style of game that it's supposed to be uh the other game that i or uh, yeah the other game that i want to talk about in the lightning round 
is that Dauntless is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Dauntless is basically a Monster Hunter clone. It's free to play. It's on PC. At the Game Awards, they mentioned that it was coming to consoles. I don't think that they had said at the time Switch, but it was later unveiled. This is from My Nintendo News, which I'm trying to open up the URL right now. I'm probably dropping frames to the Twitch people. Sorry, Twitch people. Um, let's see. It says here, scrolling, scrolling. Um, Monster Hunter fans might want to check out the new title, Dauntless, when it's destined for the Nintendo Switch in late 2019. I've, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, one of the people I used to be in a guild with on Guild, guild Wars 2, uh, Resistance Fox, he played a bunch of this game. He's a streamer as well. You should check his stream out. Um, he uh, was playing Dauntless, and he said it was fantastic. He said it was really, really good. I avoided it because it's not a console game, and, and I pretty much am a console gamer these days. But now it's coming to consoles, and it's coming to Nintendo Switch, and it's free-to-play. This is a, a, a Monster Hunter-style game that's free-to-play on the Switch. This is a recipe for success, especially because a lot of people have said that it's really fantastic. Uh, that chap Zap in chat has said that he has played this game, and it's great. Well, that's good to hear, man. Um, so, there you go. That's the lightning round for today. Let's wrap everything up. Nuts!